I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey Sinners, you're listening to Sinful Cuts, the podcast that takes a look at the wild, weird, and wonderful world of horror. We take a deep dive into some of your favorite movies, possibly uncover some hidden gems, sometimes we even get some stinkers. Thank you so much for joining us, we truly love having you here. Please sit back, take a listen, and let's get our scare on. <laughs> Hey Sinners, I'm Shannon. And I'm Sean. And this is Sinful Cuts. Huzzah! Oh, I stole your huzzah. (laughs) Huzzah! That is literally Shannon's catchphrase. We we actually had a big conversation about that last night. Whenever I hear huzzah, she's like, I always think of Shannon. (laughs) If you were a private detective and this was your show... After you solve the crime and they're taking the killer away, you would be like, huzzah. I would. <laughs> and then put on, slowly put on my glasses and walk away. From- it's incredible how stupid we go quickly. How quickly, I- how stupid we go. <laughs> All right. You know what? I guess it's good that we're getting our laughs in early because yeah. that will be the last. This will be, might be the last laugh. Yeah. That will be the last ray of sunshine we have. <laughs> yeah. This this next one, the, the topic of today is very heavy. Super heavy. Super heavy. Um, there are definitely going to be some trigger warnings as well. I think we should just, let's trigger warning for everything. If, yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything horrific. When we're talking about the new French extremity, everything horrific is a trigger warning. Yeah, pretty much. They, you know, it just, it takes... This one I think hits hits a little different, a little oh. dar- a little deeper. I think okay, I get that, but then irreversible sh- just showed up and said, "Hold my beer." Oh, <laughs> and then trouble every day. It's like, don't forget about me, <laughs> you know. And then frontiers is like, "Hey guys, what?" You know. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. But I love this. I love this moment in time for French cinema. 
I love this subgenre yes. of our horror. Um, it takes the um, it takes the the rawness and the visceralness of the the best of seventies, like you know, fucking balls to the walls, Wes yeah. Craven saying, "I do. Am I shooting a documentary? Am I really killing people?" <laughs> like that intensity, and it's just like, okay, we're just gonna dial it up. Yeah, but through a prism of an art house aesthetic these films look gorgeous they are yeah this one was filmed very beautiful very oh beautifully yeah yeah i definitely felt that same kind of like american 70s spirit present within this movement and i and i think you know if you look at um you know american film in the 70s that's when those young filmmakers rebelled against the establishment and the studio systems so i think here it, it, it's also a kind of that similar ethos is in the air um and, and i don't I don't know if this is kind of maybe a controversial opinion, but I, I really see I Stand Alone as the French version of Taxi Driver, um, you know, which has that, you know, kind of man on his own just raging against everything. Um, and I think what they what they do with these tropes and, you know, I think sometimes it's really overt. Sometimes I think it's, you know, they're just it's part of their it's part of a film fan language. If you are a fan and a student of cinema, you know, these films. Um, so sometimes inherently you just pull from them. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's, you know, taking the elements that we find or we, you know, maybe initially found with these films to be like upsetting and, and shocking and then pushing them to a whole other degree. Um, you know, like you thought Taxi Driver was upsetting. What about a little incest on the side? Um, you know, it, you thought Texas Chainsaw was upsetting. See what Xavier Jean gets up to in Frontiers. Like there, there is this, you know, if the 70s, you know, American films were some of the most extreme that were ever made, mm -hmm. um, this is pushing it in a way. And it's so serious. Like maybe outside of Chetain, there's not a lot of winking at the camera. It is so bleak and it is so desolate in a mo like in like a will to live <laughs> that it, it just pushes it to this extreme where I think the French filmmakers are like well uh, if we're going to do this we've got to push it to the max and if we're going to be noticed and not dismissed uh, then we have to push it to the max okay so Senator, so to, to do this right um, we can't just lay out like oh the new French extremity and 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 get and think that you know what we're talking about yeah most of you do for sure but for those of you who don't we don't want to leave anyone out so what we'll do before we get into the movie inside um and it's a very very simple summary i mean shannon I, i'm not even gonna steal your thunder i'll just do it quickly right now a pregnant woman is besieged by an unknown woman on christmas eve mm -hmm. and that is literally that's the movie right there. Pretty much. I mean, there are, trust me, we're going to get into it and we're, we, you know, we'll deconstruct it. But as far as what the plot to this movie is, it is just simply a siege movie over Christmas Eve. Pretty much. You know, yeah. and what does La Femme, the woman, want? She wants that baby she in that pregnant woman's stomach. Yep. 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 Okay. So, <laughs> we are, we, we're in great hands when it comes to the French extremity. Not me and Shannon. <laughs> Did we officially say what we're talking about? The movie, I'm sorry. Oh my God, 2007's <laughs> Inside. Directed by... Julianne Mori and Alexander Bustillo. Who I really, really like these two. Um, but they, um, they kind of, uh, they, you know, they, they've got a 
couple of really good movies. They've got, you know, some movies didn't land quite as well. But I will say this, though. Did you watch um, Candisha? I have not. It is on Shudder, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, it came out a couple of years ago. Um, a, a, a girl basically summons a, a, a female demon. Oh, wow. Okay. To deal with some of the shitty boys in her French, um, like, tower block. Oh. French tower blocks becoming a little bit of a thing on this podcast. <laughs> we mentioned it. <laughs> we mentioned Lockdown Tower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Note to self. Stay away from tower blocks in, fr- in France. <laughs> Holy cow. So, um... The catacombs might be safer. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, don't even... Don't tempt me with a good time. Yeah. Have you ever done that? No. Oh, I want to do that. That's I, a, do, I want to do it. That's a bucket list thing for that me. That is totally a bucket list. French thing. catacombs, going to touch a skull. So it's, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I do want to end with, with these two directors that they um, directed a movie called The Deep House. I was just... I was going to bring that up. Yeah, 2021. Did you see it? Uh, no, not yet. I saw Worth it. Worth it? Yeah, it is. Okay. It's on my list. It doesn't completely <laughs> succeed, but come on, sinners. These two directors direct a haunted house movie completely underwater. That's crazy. There are so many limitations to what you can and can't do, and this movie is genuinely scary. What it suffers from is a, f- a few um, a few leaps in logic towards the end, but let me tell you, Shannon, the scares are there. I know it's a little, you know... It, it it doesn't land for a lot of people, but is it worth your time? Uh, an hour and forty five, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, if sure. anything, Candisha Deep House double feature back to back. Woo woo woo. Nice. Okay. Yeah, they also did uh, tw- uh twenty fourteen Among the Living Damn, as I well never as saw twenty that. uh seven twenty seventeen Leatherface. No. Yes. No. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, at least makes, at least according to their filmography, that makes perfect sense because that Leatherface is graphic mm-hmm. and mean mm-hmm. and brutal. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. I did not know. It makes me upset when I don't when I don't know those things. It makes me upset when sinners have validation that you're the better podcaster no. and the smarter one. <laughs> we are equal. Because so, yeah. you say things that I don't know either, so I feel like that it's fair. Yeah, but you're you have a you, you don't feel bad about it because you have a better sense of yourself. <laughs> okay, okay, you know what? It's always good when I'm looking at my black Christmas notes for our <laughs> inside podcast. Okay. And we're like all of a sudden like why does why does that movie sound familiar? Yeah, didn't we get Bob Clark is not French? <laughs> Alright, Cinder, so, so what what I would like to do is I would like to take just five minutes and just um give the bona fides to three people that know the French extremity a lot better than um, Shannon and I do. And this would be, this would be um, Anna uh, Bogotia, Alex West, of Faculty of Horror Podcast, and Dr. Lindsay uh, Hallam, who is a senior lecturer in film at the University of East London. Also, she's the author of uh, Screening the Marquis de Sade, Pleasure, Pain, and the Transgressive Body in Film. And it would, I, 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 would really hate myself if I hadn't mentioned Alex West's um, uh, work, uh, novel, not novel, that's a work of fiction, book. (laughs) (laughs) Films of the New French Extremity, Visceral Horror, and The National Identity. And let me tell you something, I'm going to get these books. Yeah. I'm going to get these books. Okay, so these three three women uh, did a BFI at home. I don't want to call it a documentary because it's not. It's, 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 It's like a talk. 
about the new French extremity and it is on YouTube centers and it is an hour long, it's an hour and four minutes and I'm just begging you, if you are interested at all in the roots of and the, you know, the arc of the French extremity, uh, please listen to this. It's a great listen. You know, these three women know everything there is to know about the French extremity. And um, it was it was just super interesting, is all I'm saying. You also, you know, you're listening along and you're like, oh, shoot, I haven't seen this film. Let me check that out. Like, you're adding adding um, uh, films and also books to your uh, to-be-read and to-be-watched. Mm-hmm. So it's absolutely worth your time. Um, uh, let me just give uh, Anna uh, her bona fides. She's the film pro- programmer for Fantastic Fest. For God's sakes. And the Edinburgh Edinburgh International Film Festival. And she formerly uh, was um, with the BFI, the British Film Institute, which is where this talk takes place. They get into it. Sinners, we will be referencing their talk and playing clips of their talk throughout the podcast to, um, you know, expand on what Shannon and I are going to talk about and give a lot better and more qualified insight. But uh, we thank them for uh, for this incredible talk that they did, and we are going to crib from it. There mm-hmm. you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get in. Let's get into the let's get into the roots of the French extremity okay. before we get into inside. Okay. So for me and my you know <clears throat> my two cents, I think there's little seeds of it with movies like Diabolique, which we had talked about previously. Right. Um, not for not the graphic nature, but kind of like the thinking outside of the box, but really Eyes Without a Face. The movie Eyes Without a Face. I think that's where like you see the first kernel of like, okay, the French have something to say in horror, and they're willing to um at that moment in time really go a step they, further. They cross boundaries. Right? Yeah, for sure. And if you haven't seen this movie Sinners, Eyes Without a Face, please go out and see it. It's so great. It just, I, I, the less said, the better. It's just, it's not even French horror. You know, it is like canon and one of the best French horror films ever put on celluloid. But it's one of the best horror films ever put on celluloid. It's so freaking good. <laughs> I'm not saying that. You know? But I'm saying that. I'm looking at you, Billy Idol. You know what you're doing, Eyes Without a Face. <laughs> you know? <It's> so stupid. <laughs> so, so, we have, um, we we've got French cinema at this moment in time. Uh, we're talking about you know the early two thousands, right? So yeah. let let's do a comparison on what's happening in America and what's happening in France. So in America in the two thousands, um, at that time we had a lot of I don't know, Shannon, would you call it? Because we talked about this previously, we kind of call it the CWification of horror where we had a lot of cribbing from young stars in the CW and just kind of like shoving them into yeah a, a tried out trope. Yeah, it, it was a, it was a time of uh, uh, so sparks definitely happened because that's what that's what happens. I feel like in horror is a trend always follows. So you got uh, the Blair Witch Project that came out. So I feel like that sparked a lot of um, copycats. Wh- what do you call that? The um, uh, the you said it before, like the, like the cam, like just like uh, oh like the found footage, the, the found footage yeah. uh, type of films. We had those, but then you also had Scream, which I feel like it tried igniting like the slasher flicks. Again. Very much so. <clears throat> so very, very much yeah, so. Yeah, so we that that's kind of what we were dealing with um, at the time, which you know, it's the, the first ones that came out I thought were great, but then it kind of just kind of dwindled. Like there was like it, 
it's tepid. Yeah. It's tepid yeah. at this time. It's it's lost its bite. Yeah. yeah. I will back you up. So ninety six yeah. we have screen. Not a lot of originality. Um, and again, like the the few films that were original, then like we, we were introduced with twenty more films that just literally were like a domino effect. Oh, and we're like, dude, like I can mean, somebody else mention You nailed it. Like you nailed it. It was it was lack of originality. <clears throat> it was a lot of tired old rehashed stuff that mm-hmm. that kind of worked the first time, but really didn't work yeah. the second time. Yes. Are there hidden gems, sinners? Of course there are. Of course there are. And we could do a whole podcast on hidden gems during that time period, say from 2000 to 2008. There's going to be bangers galore. But for the most part... It was it got stale a little very, toothless. It got stale very fast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what's going on in France at this time? Yeah, I think it's an interesting question. I mean, and for me, the turning point comes when a lot of these auteurs, like your Gaspar Noé's, your Claire Denis, people are really, you know, confrontational, kind of like these enfants terribles in the French cinema community. They're starting to be talked about in terms of horror. Claire Denis made a horror film. Gaspar Noé made a horror film. And I kind of felt like they started to back off at at that point. They weren't, it's not Mm -hmm. that they weren't making uh, or continue to make confrontational, challenging films, but they, I think, felt like that art house movement of filmmakers started to go, okay, we're going to back up. Uh, And I think for them, they were borrowing maybe perhaps subconsciously or intentionally. I I think you can make that argument, you know, whichever, which way you want. They were, they were art house filmmakers borrowing from horror to get their points across. Then I think you see the horror filmmakers, these guys who are like, we know these films, we want to make them and lean into it, really unabashedly make horror films, as you were saying. And what they did that is so unique and so special is they borrowed from Art House to make really singular horror films. And that's what's so exciting. They feel so spiritual and uh, philosophical and deep, but also like really violent and really technical. Um, So they have that kind of confrontational aspect that the others do. So they do, you know, I don't know if you'd ever get, you know, the art house group of filmmakers and the horror uh, filmmakers together at the same cocktail party, but like the concentration at this time is so important. We have art house filmmakers that are tapping into the collective, the collective unrest in the country. There's a lot of uh, the right wing um, uh, and alt right politics and and um, uh, 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 unease with immigration, unease with um, with uh, uh, the racial tensions in the country at the time. And it's like this. It's it, it's like a, a, a boiling pot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it was very very similar to what happened in the states. You know, in the early 70s. Right. We have this pressure cooker. We've got this pressure cooker happening in France at this time. Like we said, like just like had happened in the um, early uh, 70s, which produced so many great, I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, we just got done with Black Christmas. Granted, Canadian film and they're wonderful and, you know, there's sunshine and rainbows in Canada. <laughs> but, you know, we're tapping into um, films from the American perspective, uh, sinners, you know, back in the late, say like the late sixties and early seventies that are raw. I mean, it's not horror, but 68, possibly 69, who I don't know if I have my year right, but Sam Peckinpah's the wild bunch where it's like, you know, we're doing a revisionist Western. You want a Western? 
we're gonna fuck you up and boy does that movie fuck you up I mean there you've got filmmakers that are they're almost um what's the word I'm looking they're like unshackled okay you know they're not they're they're not beholden to the studio system they're making films themselves you know they're not listening to studio notes they're they just went, they're they've got a vision they went, and they're doing it they went rogue Thank you. Yeah, they went. <laughs> they went rogue, mm-hmm. and they produced some of the most amazing films. Again, not just in the horror genre, but some of the most amazing films, like this true avant-garde period where they're auteurs, and you're just like we still refer to it. Oh, if you're talking about cinema, you're not having a conversation if you're if you're not cycling circling back to uh, you know. Uh, the 70s auteur movement and what was happening there and it's so goddamn exciting and this is duplicated now for the new French extremism happening because you've got these directors who are using their art house aesthetic and their visuals and their editing and their score and they're filtering it through a lens of just psycho horror you know (laughs) So, so, so what I'll what I'll do, sinners, is I, I just want to I just want. So it's the short version of what you're trying to say. You're saying they turned it up to eleven. They turned it up to eleven, <laughs> and if I knew French, I would say the number. But I took Spanish. Yeah. I don't. Italian. So they dial it up to once. It's all I can do. <laughs> Uno, <laughs> undici. So, um, sinners, I, I I started you know start putting together a list of um some of the true classics of the, this movement. Um, you can find them. I just want to give a shout out to where I was cribbing it from. Uh, Collider's got a great, Oh, I'll put all these in the show notes, by the way. So Collider movie web and ranker really have, um, a definitive list of the all time greatest, uh, new French extremity movies. So some of the, you know, I just wanted to point out a, a couple of them. Uh, so you've got high tension in 2003, sorry, trouble every day in 2001. Then you've got High Tension in, in uh, 2003, uh, Irreversible in 2002, Them in 2006, Frontiers in 2007, Inside in 2007, and then they all kind of agree that Martyrs in 2008 was really like the last of the movement. I mean, yeah. look, guys, movements, they only last so long. We're, oh, yeah. We love to have them, and we cherish them, but it can't last forever, you know, it, it because it would just be the point of diminishing returns. Mm. So these movies, boy, oh boy, they really, um, they put it out there. <laughs> yeah. They put it out there. They certainly do. Um, Shannon had mentioned it before, like, no going in, you're going to get triggered. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't care what you're, what y- you don't like to see, you're going to see it in, in these films. But I will say, they're not, it's not like, it's not like Grindhouse, which which I also love, but it's not like they have something to say, right? You know, I think that's that's the important thing is they they have a message, they have something that they want to illustrate, and it, it, the way they do it will leave it'll leave its mark. Um, and what I think is important to keep in mind is that just because France didn't have a tradition of horror films doesn't mean they weren't consuming horror films. And I think that's where you see, you know, and I'm sure we'll get into it, all of these tropes that are so popular in like North America, um, you know, British films, you know, coming into play and how did the French play with it? And, and I think one of the things to me about the French film industry is that there it's not just entertainment, it's art. 
it is like this sacred thing that they are so proud of and to like, they should be proud of the amount of stuff that they've done. Um, you know, the innovation, the artistry that has come out of France, but there it's seen as like high art. And I mean, I personally will consider horror high art forever because it is. Um, but I think there you have the sensibility of like, Oh, we don't do horror. We don't do that's, that's an American thing. We don't do. So I think that's enough on the new French extremity. Let's yeah. get into inside. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Let's, you know what I'd like to do? Let's start out with like broad strokes and then we'll, we'll, we'll like funnel it down. Yeah. 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 Cause there's, there's so much to say. There's so much good stuff. Um, I think I, so one thing I put in my notes, it's in caps. I put brutal film exclamation point, gory AF. Oh boy. <laughs> so I figured let's just start there because again, it is, it's okay. So I did, cause I mentioned to you before, I know like I actually did find a documentary. Um, unfortunately this documentary was completely in French. Um, and it did not have subtitles. Um, okay. it was like a good, like 45 minutes long. However, I kept it on. Because uh, you did get to see, first of all, the girls um, taking uh, you know lessons on fighting each other. So that's why, like, that looked really, really well. They really like practice like actual like martial arts and fighting they and how to humble each other in this and, movie and how to do it properly without actually hurting, hurting each other. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you did get to see footage of them doing that. Great. And you saw all of the okay because just about everything. Other than, like, when they go into, like, because um, it starts off with, like, the baby's point of view, with the well, baby inside the Yeah, belly. let's talk about that. It so, starts off in yeah. in utero. <laughs> that is pretty much the only CGI. Okay. Everything else, stabbing-wise, well, the practical in this movie is practical. So you got to see how they went through that process. The practical is so good. So good. It it's, is. I, not a lot of cutting away. It is. Um, so... This is a movie I definitely, I mean, obviously I, my, my eyeballs were shocked into, into, <laughs> into uh, position the first time I saw this movie. And I do remember going in, but it's it actually was a while since I've seen it again. So watching it again to do this episode, I, it's, I was like looking away, like doing, uh, yeah. like looking, like watching it through my fingers because this, that is how brutal this movie is this second this is the second watch for me i've okay. only seen it the first time and then this was the rewatch this the first time i i hesitate to say the word enjoyable but it was because it was every every film that i've seen the first time in the new french extremity has been enjoyable because it has been something so gonzo and out there and different than what i had been currently consuming in the states okay that it it just left a, it it left a mark. No matter how gruesome and and upsetting it was, I really did cherish the experience because it's you know we're always chasing that next horror high. Well, yeah, and it's, well, this one too. Like again, like the subject matter. Um, once you find out exactly everything that's going on, like you you can't help but feel for everyone. Like majority of the people that get killed first of all are just mo most they're innocent bystanders which really really sucks the uh the you know the main character sarah that was played by allison paradise i think i'm saying that i apologize if i'm saying that wrong i think you nailed it i hope so i think you did <laughs> i didn't think it was paradise so <laughs> so uh so if, I, if i'm saying that uh incorrectly i, I do you apologize. and your hand back in her mouth i know right <laughs> <laughs> 
but uh but you just feel sorry for her from the the very beginning so um oh no because one thing in the in oh no oh no sinners we're going into the octagon (laughs) what do you mean i didn't feel bad for her at all what are you talking about i don't think she likes her baby uh okay Hold on. Okay. <laughs> There's something you left out of the summary. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So, okay. I'm sorry. Okay, Cor- so, correct my mistake. Here's the summary that I had written down because there's, okay. there's a little detail that you forgot. <laughs> okay. Okay. Four months after the death of her husband. Yeah, I did leave that one out. Okay. Sarah, a woman on the brink of motherhood, is tormented in her home by a strange woman on Christmas Eve. Okay. Okay. So she, so you figure now she, but she was in a horrific accident. And they do showcase that in the very beginning. That was a scene you we were just about to mention. Uh, you get the scene in utero, which is, you know, you very, see it through the baby. Now very, I was, was going to say the baby's perspective, but in the womb, you're watching the baby. Basically. Yeah. yeah. No. And then all of a sudden you, you get like something definitely happens. You hear tires screeching. So you figure pretty quickly that it's a car accident. And then you kind of see a little red going oh. on, which is, which is very upsetting. But wait, can I mention one thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, uh, sinners. We're gonna spoil the hell out of this movie, oh, yeah, so yeah, I guess yeah, I'll. Yeah, 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 I don't please. know why I'm hesitant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, um, trigger warnings, but please um, watch this movie if you before. Don't yeah, we're just spoiling. gonna spoil yeah, yeah, the hell. Yeah, 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 for sure. You you hear um, voiceover dialogue um, mm-hmm. as the you are watching the baby in the yeah. womb, and then you hear the car crash. But the voiceover dialogue, you're you're assuming it's the mother Sarah. Yeah. You find out at the end, it's the mother, La Femme, the woman, mm-hmm. that it was her talking to her baby. Yes. So, like... The... She, she lost her baby as a result, and Sarah oh miraculously did not. Shoot, Shannon, should we get into it now? Oh, no. I think we have to. Okay, we're going um, we're, we're gonna to unpack this We might as well, now. yeah. Yeah, it's, we're just going to put everything on the table, and you yeah, guys why, why leave, pick at it. Why leave this part for the end? Because, again, this is, this is uh, again, trigger warning. Okay, the baby dies, Lafemme's baby dies. Yeah. Lafemme dies too. Sarah is told at the hospital that the, that no one survived the car crash in the right. other car. That the right. mother died as well. So my whole thing about this movie, which I can I can view in two in, on two different planes, in two multiversal existence. <laughs> the movie as is, as the mother survived and she wants to cut uh, Sarah's baby out of her yeah. womb yeah. and have that baby. And we get that movie. Right. We get that movie in spades. Mm-hmm. On this viewing, I viewed it as La Femme is dead. We never. There are so many. There are so many scenes where it alludes to La Femme being being a phantom. I know that she can have damage done to her. We see her. We see her get hurt and stabbed, and her half her face burnt off. Mm-hmm. But. We never see how Lefemme actually gets in the house. Every door is locked. Yeah. We never see how she actually gets in the house. She moves silently. She is wearing three-inch heels, and she's moving silently through the house. We actually see in one shot, this beautiful shot, we see her glide through the, the background yes. in the frame. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, when um, when the poor, the poor, poor kid who is tethered to the cop puts the flashbulb down yes i don't know where the fuck a flashbulb is I don't know but it gets used on this guy's head and it seems horrific it's... um he puts it down literally 10 inches away from him and then it's gone the set next time he looks back right like there are so many elements to the f- fantastic in this film including what lefemme is wearing she's wearing what is just hands down a witch's costume. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, including corset laced up in the back. Yeah. 
So my whole thing, and I... I, 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 I loved it, by the way. I, I, I totally want one. Oh, I mean, look. The first thing I thought, <laughs> when I saw the corset, I was like, did La Femme invade Shannon's wardrobe? <laughs> she asked me to borrow it. She, she owes it back. I mean, <laughs> this should really be, like, your vision board of, of how to dress. La Femme pulls it off. Come on. Yeah, oh, yeah. It but looks great doing it. Committing all those crimes. <laughs> everything about this, you know, and, and, and you see La Femme, you see a callback to La Femme, uh, in, uh, from uh, the perspective of the car, when La Femme is in the crash, right. she's talking to the baby. You hear the word, the 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 um, uh, dialogue that she was saying to the baby repeated again from you know the perspective of seeing La Femme, and then La Femme is go. Oh, she's struggling with the wheel, and then you hear the crash. But even that outfit she's wearing is not as gothic and witchy as what she's wearing for the rest of the film during the siege. But it is black. And white. It's very Wednesday Adams. Yeah. They're saying something here. I searched online endlessly for the supernatural in the movie Inside. The, the themes of folk horror. The themes of witches and covens. It is definitely... There are clips on YouTube where it's alluded to um, the, the witch aesthetic in the film. But I really couldn't find anything that supported my point so it could be horseshit. <laughs> Sorry, because I'm going to come off like a fucking galactic asshole if I don't clarify. I'm so sorry. Wait, hold on. Galactic asshole. Sarah, I definitely feel for Sarah. Sarah, I feel like Sarah lost the love of her life Mm -hmm. and now feels like the baby is a byproduct. She can't have the one, so she doesn't want the other because it's going to be a constant reminder. And in the very beginning, when she's sitting on the bench at the park, she's taking pictures of the family. Yeah. She's, she's like staring at them. Well, she didn't take pictures of them too, but she's staring at them already knowing that she can't have that. You feel the hurt. Like yeah. you feel, in every, all of Sarah's expressions and emotions, you feel the hurt. You feel like she just wants to get this baby out of her because it's a literal every second of, of her existence reminder of right. the death of her husband. Yeah. It's just interesting that in an inside, I find that the lead character of Sarah, um, she almost seems kind of ambivalent about her pregnancy and her child, obviously, because it's all she's just lost her husband. So it's she's grieving. It almost seems like the woman almost loves the baby more than 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 Sarah does. Or she's driven by some perverted uh need to 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 have this child and to love this child so i i get that boy oh boy all right i want to and, clarify and, tor- and honestly towards the end every woman is like get this fucking thing out of me <laughs> with all due respect I... <laughs> we they are they, everyone is at that moment like i feel i'm fat i'm bloated everything my, my i have cankles now i really like you're just uncomfortable so sinners i feel wa- like this is a trap you want your and body i'm not back. gonna say a word <laughs> feels very much like a trap. All right. So then how about we move on? Actually, okay. So I do want to move on to like the actual kills and the actual gore. But can I bring up something uh, really? Yes. And then I want to bring up something that we cannot pass over, which is the nurse that sits next to her. But you go first. (laughs) You go first. Oh, oh, oh. that that is, I I was going to, we'll skip it for, we'll, you know, circle back to it. But I I literally, oh, where the hell did I write it? (laughs) Holy. like, How? I wrote twat nurse. It's just, <laughs> it's, I mean, could you, I hope that she's in the credits under that heading. She sits down next to this poor, miserable woman and then first lights up a smoke. <laughs> right next, next to the pregnant woman. I mean, 
this is what I love about this film. And it does have it. This film has it as, as so intense as it is, has a sense of humor. In a you way, know? yes. It yes. has a sick sense of humor. But she just sits down and then proceeds to tell poor Sarah how painful this is going to be. And it's going to be the worst. And you're going to wish you were going to die. And did, she, and did she say, like, her loss, her, her first child, like, was born a stillborn? She sure did. Okay. She certainly did. Okay. And the best is the other nurse comes over and is like, you've been told not to smoke here. I thought she was going to say, you've been told not to leave your room. And this was attached to, like, a psych ward, <laughs> you know? Which, I mean... Like, you, what are you doing out of your room? It definitely gives you a little sneak peek of what kind of movie you're in for, and I love it for that. Yeah. I really do love it for that. So, yeah, the nurse is... I mean, Sinners, if you're going to watch the movie, watch it for the nurse alone. It's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> it's you're crazy. like, who the hell are you? And then, she, and then Sarah just leans in, and she's like, twat. <laughs> twat. And it almost, like, whispers it to her, like, twat. <laughs> And she's like, hmm, and just walks away. It's it's kind of a weird scene, but I'm sure it was, I, I don't know, I think it was a little bit foreshadowing, um, as well as the moment in the park, because... Oh, uh, I think you're right. I think it's a heavy foreshadow. Yes. And, oh, and even, even when she's getting the ultrasound, too, I believe it was the doctor um, in the room saying, well, okay, well, you know, your C-section is scheduled for tomorrow, because that's where we start um, after the car crash scene. Then More we start foreshadowing. Four months later. Yes, oh. now we're foreshadowing, because the doctor says, enjoy your last night of peace and yeah. quiet. Yep. It, it is anything but. Which I think is also probably <clears throat> um, chronologically accurate. I think, probably like, we this whole movie... The sea starts Christmas Day because she falls asleep, and I think it's well after midnight. You know, before be. the shit goes down. Yeah, it could be that late. Sure. Um. So anyway. Yeah. But, we've covered the car crash. We've covered yeah. the hospital and the park. And but I want to cover the scene when now we are. Um. Am I right? Am I skipping anything? Because I really want to get so. into when we first see La Femme. We first see her. We get the knock on the door. Okay, because this... Oh, can I mention one thing? Sure. Okay, so Sarah's doing her um, crocheting. So yes. we get, um, we get, uh, oh my God, uh, um, uh, Chekhov's uh, knitting needles, which will definitely be come back later mm. multiple times. But we also get a little foreshadowing of um, she's knitting her blankie and there's a gigantic hole in it that she's looking through. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to be, that that's uh, foreshadowing and a callback to so much physical trauma and <laughs> holes put into people and holes put into doors. Mm-hmm. Like she's looking through the, um, the, um, crocheting. Right. And then we get a lot of the movie. She's looking through the hole in the door, you know, to see, is it safe out there? Is it safe out there? This, it, it never is, but that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, it never is safe. Just to correlate between what's going on in the States at this time. And we're getting f- films like, I don't, I, I don't even know what, but it definitely starred, Chad Michael Murray, you know, and and we're getting this shit from France that's just so fucking punk rock. Right. And it's just like, I don't care if you like it. I'm going to stuff this down your eye holes. And you know what? You're going to love me for it. And bonjour. J'ai ma pochon. Je t'aime. I do love it. Did you practice that all week? I don't even know what I said. (laughs) I honestly don't even know what I said. But I do love it. I'm like, God, you know, and this has happened in the States and it's, it's happened in Spain and it's happened, you know, uh, uh, in, in, uh, fucking West Africa. Just, there are, you know, everyone's got their moment where they're just like, they're just 
going for it. And I love it. Yes. My favorite. <laughs> oh, it's my favorite. <laughs> okay, so then, uh, so we do get, after, like, we do get, like, a weird, like, quick little dream sequence. Yes. Um, at, so now it's after this, uh, where you get a knock at the door, and this is now where it starts, where uh, La Femme is outside the door. You just see her, like, for the longest time, too, you really only see uh, just her silhouette. And I actually, I wrote in my notes that uh, I, I feel like she was compared to the shape a little bit. A little bit of Michael Myers, Spot on. right? And Spot on. so, and then you see her next at the window. Ooh, I'm raising my hand. The... <laughs> Wait, I'm raising my hand. Um, the director said that Halloween played a huge aesthetic with this film. Really? So kudos oh, for you. Look, look at, at you. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> Huzzah! <laughs> no, we, we we solved the crime. <laughs> the case is solved. <laughs> the killer is France. <laughs> Like Jacques Cousteau. But <laughs> so now we see La Femme at the window and, you know, Sarah obviously is clearly freaked out. She calls the police. Um, but then she, we get this, okay, this is probably the best shot. Maybe the, I don't know, it's a bold statement to say the best shot of the whole movie, but this is, it's an amazing shot. So she starts, uh, you know, cause you know, Sarah's a photographer, um, you know, maybe a journalist covering, you know, that they kind of, yeah, you get that an idea that she's a photojournalist. Yeah. Yes. 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 Cause they mentioned the riots going on. He has no one to cover, uh, her boss anyway. Um, so, oh, shoot. you know, what we her never boss mentioned? Is the one who's supposed to take her to the hospital. So yes. that's how her boss is, is, uh, in, involved in the story. But now we get this shot of La Femme in the back, uh, like an outside point of view facing her back and yes. Sarah's now taking all the pictures and you just see the flashing going on and La Femme isn't moving. No. She's just, she, so now you clearly know she's getting her picture taken and she doesn't give a fuck this you already know this is a dangerous yeah, the, dangerous woman this is la femme saying this is happening yeah you can take his you can take we, use your you silly little camera like it or not yeah i did love how um sarah being a photojournalist we think but i'm pretty sure reaches for her comfort and her weapon mm-hmm. you know so immediately goes to the camera because that's like her almost like security blanket like that's how she feels at this moment of vulnerability complete you know like all right this is grounding me i know what to do i'm going to capture you and literally capture you because i'll give your picture to the cops she has no idea the you know how this is going to exponentially get so much worse oh yeah you know but i love the moment felt very real but i do want i want to spend a moment because you nailed it as far as this scene in the movie if you listen to the sound design as well it, it cuts back and forth between inside and outside. Yes. Inside is, it's calm and quiet and serene. And then outside, you hear the wind and the elements. And it, you, you, you feel, it's like visceral. Like you, you feel the chill and the cold in the outside and like the danger. And then the inside, you feel the safety and the warmth. And then... And that, that, when, gets, that gets taken away from you very, that, very quickly. When that... Because what it does is it immediately imprints the um like the predator predatory nature of la femme mm-hmm. immediately just the fucking filmmakers oh you yeah. know it's so good and keep in mind too because i also wanted to touch on this so magnifique is what magnifique. i was looking for <laughs> <laughs> you also you uh, and uh, she also sees her i remember because she's taking pictures at the park another point to that scene was she's in the background 
of the picture that she takes of the family. So you, I mean, just from that alone, you figure she's been stalking this woman for a very long time. Well, for, for four months. We failed to mention that um, Sarah was driving the car. Yes. So, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's never made clear who is responsible for the accident, but it is alluded to that it is Sarah because when you do see LaFemme driving, she's reacting to what is happening toward, to her. Oh, I don't think so, I picked up on that. Yeah, so okay. she is driving along, talking to her baby, and she's looking at the road. So there's no reason for her to, like, go into the other lane or have a head-on collision, which is what happens, Sinners. Pretty much, yeah. So she is reacting to what is coming at, at, to her, so she is she is an innocent bystander, you yeah. know? It was Sarah who caused the accident. So I think, like, as far as... Do you, do you think it's possible that... And again, it, it's probably your, you know, perspective of, you know, whatever you want to make of it, but do you think it's possible maybe they were arguing? Oh, for sure. The, the, the couple? For sure, because... You know, there's... There's, like, this sense of, of words unsaid, uh, you know, no closure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that 100%. Okay. I think that's very astute yeah. of you to, to, to point that out. Oh, Sinners, this is just Charlie having a little coughing up a fur bowl. Charlie's a dog who thinks he's a cat. So, you know, everybody meet Charlie. Yes. <laughs> oh, and he just yawned. Uh, so, uh, okay. So, oh, okay, we've covered our bases here. But you, you and I... We've got to discuss this. So Sarah, she goes through the motions of like, she's crocheting and she has her scare and she calls the police and the police come. Mm -hmm. Now, all right, here's where I want to, uh, I, I do want, want to unpack this. So there's civil unrest going on in Paris. I'm assuming this is Paris at the time. There are cars being burned. So there's, yeah, there, there's, there is, there's riots happening. There's riots yep. happening. Yep. You know, Sarah, being a photojournalist and she does allude to being in war zones and taking pictures this is nothing she's like it's just kids who have nothing to do blowing off steam mm -hmm. so she's not giving any credence to it she's like this is I'm not gonna be terrified about this everybody else is you know very much ah yikes yeah so this is what's going on socially and what's going on around Paris at this very moment that the movie takes place so it does factor in though because we have our police come by and they look around and they kind of give the cursory like, yeah, we'll circle back in a couple hours. It's not that they're fluffing it off, but they're just like, look, we, we don't see anything. You know, you're getting picked up in the morning. We'll, you know, we'll come back and we'll just make sure everything's okay. Yeah, we'll do like a check. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is, you know, we just, I just wanted to mention that there is unrest going on outside the home and there's soon to be unrest going on in, inside the home. Oh, yeah. You know, we um, we follow Sarah up to bed. She goes night night, and then the movie really then begins. The, then the movie kicks off. Yeah, so, now yeah, Lafemme, as we know, is in the house because but, we get that shot. Right, but you and I have to talk about this. We have to talk about it. But we were talking about it. How? <laughs> no sinners. <laughs> Shannon is not talking about it with me, and it's so upsetting. What is your take on Lafemme and getting into the house? Oh, like how she got into the house. Yeah. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. 
they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So I'm thinking that... The how, I don't know, because we don't really get, um, you know, the, like we, we don't get like the full scale of her house, I don't think. We get pretty much like her living room, we get the stairs, we get uh, the hallway that leads to the bathroom and her bedroom. And that's really all we get there. I mean, I'm sorry, and we do get a dark room, and I don't, I, but I really don't know where the dark room is. Like, we, I don't know the full scale of her house. She could have a basement. Uh, that I don't that we don't know about because also keep in mind too that again what we were said before is the the photo of the woman staring at her I really believe she like the second she found out maybe woke up from like a two-day coma I don't know uh why she was declared dead to Sarah maybe she I don't I'm not sure maybe she was lied to I don't really know but the woman absolutely found out who she was and has been following her for quite some time allowing her baby to come to term she had this planned to take her baby from her oh yeah and and i believe if she knew where she was sitting at the park she already knew where she lived she knew her name she knew everything about her you took from me i'll take from you yeah so she so she knew i think she scaled her house see you're and I respect your opinion. Yeah, you're coming at it from a from a realistic house siege approach. Okay, I'm going to come at it from a supernatural approach because <laughs> okay. I feel like the like the film the filmmakers. I feel like the directors were very purposeful in not including a scene of how Lafemme got into the house. Yeah, so much so I love that, that you don't even you just see her above the sleeping Sarah. The shot establishes that Lafemme is there, just there. Yeah. So there's no, you know, the, the, it's no heavy-handed. We hear footsteps. We hear glass break and footsteps coming up the stairs. We actually have a scene shot of Lafemme coming back to the house, and the hand goes to the doorknob. There's none of that. There's nope. no establishing nope. how Lafemme gets into the house. So I am of the mind of, of my second viewing of that this is Lafemme is actually dead, and. Sarah in killing her has basically cursed herself. Okay. And this will play out until the curse is complete. Okay. You know? Oh, is that why she says at the end, you can't kill me again? Yeah. Um... I'm just, again, just an opinion. But I'm, I did not have this opinion the first time I saw it. I was very much, yeah. I was on board with you. All okay. right. She got in. And this I kind of is... thought she just meant that like figuratively. This Chris, and you can take it that way. Yeah. She could be saying it figuratively. She is burnt. She can be hurt. Yeah. But I, this viewing, and it could change the third one. <laughs> but this viewing, I'm like, all right, let me let me view it through the lens of, because it stood out to me. Let me view it through the lens of Lafemme is actually dead. Hmm. You know, and this is she just, 
she has a very ethereal she has very like ethereal movements throughout the house she's right. very flowing it's almost phantom like yeah you know and she did always seem to be like one step ahead of everyone I mean, boy, oh boy, is she. Like, you she know? was about to get arrested in one scene. Like, we're like, all right, good, we're here. Yeah. And, no, we're not. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't knit myself. I know you do. Mm. Are knitting needles that sharp? <laughs> they, uh, they, knitting needles can be. I crochet, so they're not really, um, but knitting needles, yeah. I mean, I can't believe that we haven't mentioned it. What other movie... As knitting needles, and you've already said Halloween. I mean, the Halloween, the Halloween influence on this movie, it's, it's pretty jarring. If you're mm. if you you're looking for it, you'll see it. You yeah, know, absolutely. I love how you said that she's the shape because that that really didn't resonate with me. But now I'm seeing that scene played out in my mind, and boy, did you nail it. Because well, because you also get that too, like the same exact way we saw her in the house that first shot. Which is fucking creepy, by the way. So yeah. it's like, bleh. it's worth the price of admission. Yeah, it's absolutely. a tough ride. It's a tough hang, but you gotta watch this movie if you haven't seen it, sinners. It's just, it's just stellar. But but it's also like the same way as like the original Halloween, and specifically another scene that I really like in Halloween Four, where um you know it's a dark doorway and you like you see the glimmer of well in in the first one he his face kind of glimmer like just appears and then he comes out to attack Laurie, where in part four i feel like it's there in the background and then it's fucking gone and that's what happens here she's clearly there and then she's and gone. then she's walking backwards but and then all of a sudden she's not fucking Shannon, there anymore how about the photo she shows and the then police you see her go upstairs from her point of view how about the photo she shows the police where it almost looks like a michael Smyre, michael myers mask because you really can't see the features mm-hmm. it's just like a faint outline of a nose and mouth and eyes mm-hmm. and everything's black and it's stark white yeah I mean, boy, oh boy, you get, yeah. I'm, you're getting air high fives. You're getting those air high fives. So good. Okay. So now, sinners, we, you know, we just, we jump to it immediately because the femme, oh, okay, sorry. I, I, I got to back up for one second. The femme's weapon of choice is uh, um, shears. I mean, it's the most industrial pair of scissors you have seen up until Jordan Peele's movie Us, which is one thousand percent influenced by inside nice it is it's the same goddamn weapon it's the same exact you know? scissors yeah jordan peele just had you know he had the idea of let me make them gold which i like <laughs> you know yeah. he Looks jazzed really nice them against up. the red jumpsuit um but that is, it's the same damn weapon and for sure jordan peele was like yep i see you inside absolutely yeah. because <laughs> these shears are so terrifying <laughs> and it's again it's just like it's taking a ordinary household item and just m- making it just terrifying yes so she she takes these shears and she puts the point uh, into sarah's belly button sarah of course wakes up immediately crashes her he- side of her head uh with the lamp escapes into the bathroom which is kind of going to be our like our, our castle siege for a good amount of the movie. A good a good portion of it, yeah. Um, works for Sarah, works against Sarah, yes, which I does. which I loved. Yes, you know. So um, it, was you know, both, it was a both it was both a safe haven and a prison. So, exactly. Mm-hmm. So so sinners at this the rest of the movie is Sarah in the confines of the bathroom <clears throat> as random people come to the house and are slaughtered. Yeah, and that is, I mean, it's, it's. It, trust me, the filmmakers handle it much better than that. It's much more than that, and there's nuance, and there's message, and you know, 
they layer it, and it's done so well on every level. 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 <laughs> <laughs> My teeth are the worst. <laughs> so It's called a trellis. Yeah. <laughs> now, Shannon, I mean this with, I know we say this a lot. And we don't have a t-shirt. <laughs> but Trellis is going on a t-shirt. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> so, anyway, sinners, let's, let, I guess w- w- what we should do, Shannon, and let's go back and forth. We'll trade off and we'll trade back on. Okay. Let's go through our victims. Yeah. So you start with... So the, the first one was uh, was Sarah's boss. So, uh, no, it's actually, technically, it's oh, the mom. She dies before the boss. Oh, that's right. He gets to the house first. That's right. That's right. You're correct. Okay. So the the her boss shows up uh, to the house. I did forget his name. I do apologize. But he um, the boss is fine. Yeah, the boss yeah. is fine. Okay. So yeah. Uh, so obviously uh, they set it up that he's the one who's going to take her to the hospital, just because obviously her um, husband um, cannot. So <laughs> he um um. And uh, her mom, you know, she is with her mom in the beginning as well. And her mom's like, oh, you know, one day I would like to meet your boss. You know, he sounds like a nice guy or, you know, whatever. Uh, makes her own opinion as well as, I guess, Sarah moving on type of a situation, which is, I don't know, whatever. It was a quick thing. I, it's, a, it's a typical mother-daughter conversation. We should establish that the it, mother-daughter it's... relationship seems strained at best. Yeah, a little bit. Right? Yeah, it Because does. I think that plays into it. It sounds like it has. they have their own history, which is, yeah. You, you, you get that. I mean, it's very real. It's very, it's very real. Like, you know, our family relationships and, you know, all right, I'm stealing your kill. You can do, <laughs> you can do the boss. I'm stealing your kill. Uh, you, you know, it, it, spoiler alert, gang, it, it, it's not Lafemme who kills the mom. It's actually Sarah. Sarah's barricaded yeah. into the um, bathroom. She's been hurt. You know, we should establish that Sarah has been hurt. Oh, God. You know? What a hurt. Oof. And she's also... In the face. Her water breaks. Yes. So now not only... Yeah, she gets a... <laughs> horrific cut to the... Like the Top lip, and bottom lip. Top and bottom. Yeah. She with literally the shears. just sink... Yeah. Just gets her... Gets her real good. Um. The She can't see what's happening outside the bathroom. She can't hear that the boss has showed up and the mom has showed up. Everything's happening downstairs outside of... Well, of, the, the mom was very quick. The mom was just like, she walks in, she's like, who the hell are you? Yeah, people? who the hell are you? Get out of here. Yeah. Where's my daughter? Yeah. The boss... Sex up the stairs. And because they never met each other, the boss did think that, you know, assumed the that Femme was the mom was her mom. Yeah. So and there's, she plays along. There was a little threes company, you know, yeah. uh, who's this? You're not who I thought you were. <laughs> The mom, being the mom and very natural instinct, immediately upstairs Where's to my daughter? see her daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sarah thinks it's Lafemme, opens the door, and jabs a goddamn knitting needle through her entire neck, comes out the other side, then pulls it out. And this says a lot about me, and I know I need to unpack this, but I really love in movies when arterial <laughs> blood is just... <laughs> Pumping out in time with the heartbeat. Oh, she painted her walls. But I'm like, that's really well played. <laughs> well played. And she does, she just paints the walls with her blood, mm-hmm. of course dies. And then Sarah has, you know, Sarah, who's been a real, let, let's be honest, real shit to her mom. Well, it in, seems that way. And all the scenes that we've been privy to prior is now like, mommy. And she, like, the impact of that she's killed her friggin' mom yeah. lands on her. Oh. Like, 
Sarah's gone from having a bad day <laughs> to having a really bad the day. Worst day ever. To having just it's now off the charts. Yes. And yeah. it's about to get so much worse. Oh my goodness. So now, okay, I took the mom, now you have the boss. So now the boss, uh, you know, runs upstairs and it's like, what the fuck just happened? And then he, oh my God. So now Lefemme is like, all right, need to put an end to this shit. So at the top of the stairs, he gets stabbed. Where's he get in stabbed? In the back. Shannon? Well, first, originally to get him down, he gets stabbed in the back of the, the thigh. Through the knee. Through the kneecap. Oh, it's through the kneecap. Okay. It's through his kneecap. Okay. Oh. And how, I, how do your knees feel wait, right now? And, wait, and I thought that was going to be the worst of it. No. Nope. No. <laughs> Boy, ne- was I wrong. The very next one is The Crown Jewels. Oh. Oh. And, and sinners, if you haven't seen over the Over and over and over and over again, by the way. These shears, I don't know, what do you think, Shannon? Like 10 inches long? Give or take. Yeah, about 10 inches long. Mm-hmm. And they go to the hilt. <laughs> they go to the hilt. Mm-hmm. So, now you think he... Um... Wait, I'm still feeling it. <laughs> oh, my... Oh my god. Okay, go ahead. So, you know, and then she ends up dragging him down the stairs at oh, that point. Oh, she stays him in the, couple of, in the face a couple the, of times, too. Oh, yeah, she does stab him in the face as well. Yeah. And then drags him down the stairs. What? And then he wakes up. He's not dead. He's not dead. And then she finally does the pillow to the face. And then, remember, she pushes the, the yeah. knife. Yeah, uh, so the, through the, his head. The, the, the scissors down further. Okay, now look. <laughs> We, You're like, oh my god! It we wouldn't be junk podcasters if we didn't take a moment here to really unpack kind of the gender swap of uh, you know, like like a slasher siege movie. We 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 brought up Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's very very. It codes very male. Yeah, I mean, we do have, look. Don't get me wrong. Of course, we have our final final girl. This movie, I would say, does not, you know? Not not yes and no. But I would say, do, would you agree with me that the gender roles are flipped for inside? We they have a, take, yeah. We have a female protagonist, yeah. and we have a f- female antagonist. Yeah. Slasher films, I mean, it's a male pr- antagonist. Usually, yeah. Usually. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate this. Kind of flips it on its head, and then I, I think I think that the, the castration of the boss is very purposeful. Probably. You know, it's sending a message out there that, you know what, this is a female-driven horror movie and we're not playing by your rules. Mm. We're going to go anywhere we want. Pretty much. Including your balls. (laughs) Or lack thereof. (laughs) Well, now. And I really like that. (laughs) Again, it's just, it's punk rock as fuck. You know, it's just like, you thought you knew what movie you were gonna see, but you don't, and yeah. that's a little dangerous. Oh, and you're yeah. just gonna have to ride it out. And you can feel how you feel about it when you're done. We'll have had our say, and we did what we wanted to do, and we showed you this. And you can have any opinion you want on it when you're done. And people do. Right. People love this film, hate this film. There's really no in between. <laughs> not a lot of gray area. But I, I it's I, not a gray area film. No, and it's honestly. Not, but it, but it's also not like um, it's not pandering, and it's not doing anything for the sake of shock. It is shocking. Mm-hmm. It's really shocking. But it's not like there's nothing behind this, and we're just doing it j- just to get a rise out of you. This movie makes sense. 
on whatever level you see it in, the realistic level that you and I are under discussing, and the supernatural level that yeah. it could or could not it's be. It's there. It's yeah, I get it. The both of them are both layers are there. They both land. Yeah. You know, they stick the landing on both of them. I yeah, so, I agree. So okay. Simultaneously. Yeah, right? Right? Holy oh you, <laughs> right? I mean, gee, you're getting so much applause. Oh. <laughs> Alright, I guess uh I guess it'll be a single person podcast next week <laughs> who needs me yeah thanks for i do thanks for oh <laughs> but you're killing it man you're killing it today okay so, so i love this movie okay oh, me too me too oh 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 i guess we should say sinners you know this this fell into our uh, month of uh, holiday horror but we are absolutely going to do we're not going to say the month because we don't know yet but we're absolutely going to do a month of of the new french extremity because there's just there's so many right you know and there's so many good ones i don't know it'll be at a later date but we're going to do it and i am putting it out there right now i'm going to reach out to alex west of faculty of horror and see if she'll join us yay challenge (laughs) (laughs) okay so my tummy just did flips (laughs) (laughs) back to the tummy (laughs) So, okay, so who the who's cops. next? We got the cops, cops right? Yep. Okay. So now the cops show up. Um, it's your turn. Well, you know what? <laughs> There's four people in the car. We'll do two for two. Yeah, because they go, yeah, they, they, yeah. I'll take the first two. You take like the, the second two. Like the two. ants go marching in. There you go. Ants go marching too. By I two. mean, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're not thinking anything of this. They um no, they heard about the ordeal. Yep. There was a routine checkup. I and don't they, think they were the ones. They were not they, completely different cops. Completely different team. Yeah. So of course, you know, they go back there, and um, had it been the same cops, possibly, even though the photo was very grainy, they may have had their radar up of like you vaguely look like the person in the photo, mm-hmm. Could, possibly. So I love the fact that they switched the cops out, and now we have the first two go in, go to the door. La Femme answers, you know, again, it's very, very, like, 70s sitcom of, like, everything's fine here, nothing to worry about, and the cops are like, yeah, 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 sure, and shoot, Jenna, I cannot forget what trips up La Femme. So, okay, so she, so La Femme is the one that opens the door, and they, you know, again, just a woman opens the door and then, you know, but then all of a sudden, like, they have a moment where, um, and you don't even hear what they're saying. So again, it's entirely your perspective. Yep. However, they definitely felt something was wrong. Um, it's possible a guy got a, got a glimpse and it was just like, well, they this, hear this? Sarah upstairs and she covers it up by saying, oh, noisy it's my, washing my, machine. my ancient, uh, yeah, yeah washing machine. And, the, but then the guy is kind of like, did she look very pregnant to you? That was it. Sorry. Thank <laughs> like you. She wasn't definitely, you know. Yeah. So they go in and immediately see the dead boss and, you know, arrest her, put her in cuffs. La Femme has the knitting needle and sticks it in. Is, is Sarah's hand trapped outside the door? Shit. Yes, it By is. At this point? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, but great callback to, um, uh, La Femme puts a hole in the door, which is a callback to the hole in the crochet that, mm-hmm. that Sarah was doing. Yeah. Sarah reaches through and she just yeah, Sarah fucking... Ma- Sarah makes it bigger to free herself because yep. she locked herself in, because La Femme locked her in the bathroom. And she damn near has her hand on the, on the handle of the door on the outside, but La Femme takes her hand because La Femme is there. Again, ethereal. Sarah didn't hear her, which is weird. That is weird. Every, all of these things, nobody 
in the house. Nobody. If they're not visually seeing her, no one can pick up on her. Mm. Which is like... It just resonated with me this this viewing. I'm like they. I can't gotta watch hear. it again now under this perspective because it's it, it's fucking me up now. No one can hear her. No one can hear her, and it's very purposeful. Again, sinners, please help me out because you, I will be obsessed by this. I am going to go to France. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna I to need to out. know. <laughs> they but, can only see her. Which plays into the camera, Sarah's camera. Yeah. You can't. It, it doesn't exist if you're not looking at it. It's the same. It's the same perspective, and it's the same logic to a camera. Mm. It's like I'm just calling back to it again. Like sinners, I'm not high. <laughs> this, is, this sounds very much like where we hit the bong and we're, nah, dude, she's a ghost. But I'm telling you, if they're not looking at her, they cannot <laughs> register that she is there. And it just was screaming to me this this viewing. So anyway, wow, yeah. Going forward, um, I, gotta, I gotta watch this again now. La Femme makes very quick work out of the one cop who is trying to put her in handcuffs. She sticks a knitting needle through his eye, um, uh, and then I and then through his neck. Um, the cop who goes upstairs frees Sarah's hand, opens the door, kneels down, says, "You're safe now." She's being arrested downstairs, and then the Right half of his face did practical work. I watched it 15 times. Yeah. Which says a lot about me. <laughs> the practical work in this movie is phenomenal. It is beyond phenomenal. Half of his head disappears. Yeah. And there's the cannon roar of the handgun. It's Sarah like... is covered in gore. Yeah. And there's La Femme with the gun. Now, Sarah has peace of mind to slam the door shut and... La Femme puts the remaining rounds through the door, but then gets into the bathroom. And then we have, you know, their fight with, you know, different varying degrees of injury, mostly to Sarah. Yeah. Okay, you take it from here. Because I'll do, I did my two kills. Then we get Sarah. I'm sorry, Sarah escapes to the bedroom. At this point, so uh, uh, so Sarah basically just makes a point because two more, uh, another cop comes in, um, immediately sees his uh, partner down, you know, and so, you know starts calling for backup. So now she. Leaves. Oh, and don't forget, he's got the, our our, our Again, little buddy tethered to him, who was part of the riots, or innocent bystander. But he's like, I was just fucking walking home, which plays into a lot of the immigration and racial tones that were happening in France at the time. You know, this kid. Is just like, what the fuck are you arrest me for? Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, trying yeah. to go home, you know? Or he's lying and he was part of the riots. You don't know. And, and so much of this film is ambiguous. It does. It, which, it really is. Which I love, including, yeah. is she a ghost or not? <laughs> I'm kind of like blowing my mind with that. I'm not going to lie. Watch the film again yeah, and I'm you'll gonna... see that no one can register La Femme unless they're looking at her. Yeah. I, I'm... It's weird as fuck. It is weird. Not a goddamn thing on it online. Hmm. <laughs> not a thing. At least not... That I saw. Well, we could circle back to that because I'll I do have something to kind of add to that now. But but let's let's continue with the kills. Okay, so now we have the last cop with the the innocent bystander who is there. He's handcuffed to him so he doesn't lose. Handcuffed and tethered. The, why this poor guy's like? Why can't you leave me in the car? At, at this point, yeah. So or just handcuff him to the car at least. Yeah. I mean, if you if like, you didn't want to friggin or you know. I think the other cop didn't want to be a by his lonesome. <laughs> But probably yeah. not. I know it's like, you're coming with me. You know, I need a friend. <laughs> you're the only one I got right now. So, it, yeah. So she comes in and the, you know, she's out of bullets by this point, right? So it's not, it's, yeah. yes. Thankfully. So, 
Yeah, so I do know the, um, um, whatchamacallit, oh, well, she takes a flash bulb out, right? So now all the lights are out, and they can't fix the circuit breaker. They can't mm-hmm. turn it on. Why? This, now, this is my only, uh, not really tripe with the movie itself, but this is like when you have that moment in any horror movie, oh my god, why are you going into the scary barn? Oh my god, why are you going upstairs? Oh my, like, you know, like you're like yelling, why would you do that type of a thing? So they do get to Sarah in the, in the, in the bathroom, in the bathroom upstairs. The little femme is nowhere to be seen, in, you know, for now. And she's like, she's still in the house. Like, oh, we didn't see anybody or whatever. Let me go turn the lights on. Yeah. Wouldn't it be, let's just just get get out of the house. house. She gives her a gun. Mm -hmm. She, sorry, police officer gives her a gun. Then they go downstairs to fuck around with the circuit breaker. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's just very (laughs) like, just get out, you know. There's just carnage everywhere. And that's like, you know, there are so many dead bodies that you passed yeah. on the way to Sarah. Get the fuck yeah. out of the house. There's more dead bodies than the floor. But, but sinners, we don't. We do not. <laughs> We're fucking we around with the circuit breaker <laughs> instead. So, <laughs> so I'll, I kind of forget how the cop gets it at this point. She, she oh, this does is she the, shoot him? Well, the flashbulb is the, 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 um, in, the, um, shackled kid. He gives him the flashbulb, the kid puts it down, turns to the cop, turns back, and the flashbulb is gone. Yes. So Lafemme uses the flashbulb, puts it against the side of the cop's head, and flashbulbs him to infinity. Yes, yes, so she fries him. Obviously leaving him brain damage and whatever. So now the kid, uh, now, you know, begging for his life, because he's just like, I literally was... like, I shouldn't even be here. uh, Yeah, I was... You know? Yeah, I was literally dragged into this fucking fucked up situation, and then those same scissors jammed down into his head and oh my god it's it's heartbreaking because he doesn't like he definitely goes into his brain but he doesn't die right away he is immediate brain damage and kind of not really swinging but kind of like kind of low he's just tries to yeah he he kind of like keeps fighting back oh it's so sad because it's it's clearly too late yeah but he like he doesn't even realize it it's just oh it also establishes La Femme is That was almost... probably the most like, upsetting, besides the mother, that was probably like the most upsetting kill. Well, yeah, 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 because he shouldn't have been there. Right. But at this point, I'm feeling like La Femme is less a person and more like a force. Mm. Because this kid does, he just drops, I mean, I, I get it that he's handcuffed, but he doesn't even try to like run. He just drops to his knees and it just kind of like takes his well, because punishment. He, I mean, what, what's he going to do? He can't drag a dead body. Oh, watch me. <laughs> watch me. <laughs> that cop would be flapping like laundry behind me as I'm running down the Champs-Elysees. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> Yeah. It would literally be like the ghost dog in Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> just bop, 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 bop. Zero. And it would be it wouldn't even go to the door. It'd just be the Kool-Aid man out outlined through the wall. Yeah, that would be me. Try me. Yeah, right, LaFemme? Oh. So now now we're kind of in we're, we're kind of in the end game. Everything is escalating. No help is coming. Everyone's well, dead. Yeah, everyone's dead. You know? So now here's here's what like also resonated as insanely real- realistic to me and insanely frustrating. 
Sarah goes into the bedroom, closes the door, lays on the bed, and just plops the gun down next to her. Because, like, I get it. She kind of, like... she's. It's like a moment of, like, giving up in well, a way. Well, she's giving she's... birth. She's got massive blood loss. Yeah. She has insane trauma. Yeah. She's got the PTSD of her dead husband and a baby she doesn't even want, yeah. in my opinion. Um, and... She, 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 well, we're going to circle, we're going to circle to this in a moment. And, and she just collapses in exhaustion on the bed, which was so like, I know that everyone's like, what are you doing? But it felt real. It's like, I'm at my wits end. No more. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I'm tired. You know? Yep. So, you know, um, well, I'm sorry. I'm stepping all over your your toes. Take it from here. So we're we're in the bedroom. I mean, basically, what we have here is a scuffle between La Femme and Sarah throughout the house till we get downstairs. Um, th- then the cop who had been flashbulb is not dead. He turns the lights back on. So now we're we're not in the dark anymore. Now we're in the light. The cop is now beating Sarah because yeah. he's just like he's just like yeah like an he, animal. I yeah, every, everyone is just like it's, a lot of people found this one to be weird because like what like a lot of turn, people complain about did it. Did he turn into a zombie and I'm like no, like he, his eyes are fried out so well, he has he's no blind. eyes, he's blind. And there's got to be a little brain damage in well, there. Well, he can't. I mean, and he literally now, has now a he, hole he, in his skull. Yeah, and he just, I think he just assesses a threat. Well, he's not like, he doesn't know that Sarah is Sarah. He of just, course. he's just lashing out at everything. Yep. And he's probably, realistically, he's probably, you know, dying as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Telefem comes along and makes sure. <laughs> yeah, that he dies. <laughs> kills him. Um... We we have uh, we left out you know Sarah had made a makeshift spear at this point because mm-hmm. they have, I mean Sarah is taking so much trauma, and you know she's been beaten with a toaster and she's been beaten by the cop and she's been beaten by La Femme because mm-hmm. she does threaten the baby too at this point. That's remember? what I wanted to circle back to. Uh, yeah, like, like it's she... the knitting needle, I believe. Right? Now, all right, here I have you know the whole podcast. I've been saying that Sarah doesn't love her baby. I I really I don't. I don't believe that. I'm not. It's not a question of love. It's it's pointing out that this baby is so inherently attached to the the love of the, the loss of the love of her her life. Mm-hmm. I do believe Sarah loves her baby very much. I mean, she fights like a hellcat, you know. But she realizes that the baby is the um uh like the the wild card, right? And by threatening the baby, that keeps. Um, uh, La Femme at bay. La Femme solves that problem with a toaster very, to the head. Very quickly. Very yeah. quickly. Yep. <laughs> like, fuck you. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. When we finally go back to the kitchen and have the ultimate, the penultimate showdown, like, La Femme is very taunting. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, I've, I've bested you, kind of. Like, that's the vibe. So much so that she kind of, like, like, you know, feels at ease and lights up smoke, and then that's when Sarah gets the upper hand and fries half her face off mm. with the aerosol can. Mm-hmm. Good, quick thinking, very jarring. <laughs> and now we, La Femme is now the she's not the predator anymore. She actually retreats to literally a dark corner and is whimpering. And then we have Sarah go back and get her real weapon. Yes, the camera. And she's just taking pictures, taking pictures, taking pictures. And, um, you know, we have the the interplay between the two where, you know, I got a call back to it where La Femme says, you can't kill me again. Yeah. 
you've you've already killed me. Like I said, I thought I I really took that as figuratively. And you can. It, yeah. You can take it both ways. At this point, I mean, Sarah succumbs to her multiple wounds and the fact that she is now giving birth and retreats to the stairs. Because it's funny, why does she go upstairs? Because the bathroom has been her safe space. Mm-hmm. Like, that's her, like, sanctuary. So she's trying to make it back up to the bathroom. I mean, I'm Or not... maybe the bedroom, too, at this point. One Whatever, or the other. Yeah. But, you know, the one thing that you can say about Sarah through this entire movie is she has been very much a realist. You know, very much a realist. Like, this is my situation. It's not going to get any better. This is what I have to deal with. And she does, you know, it's like that, um, you know, you solve one problem, you solve the problem, you have a multitude of problems, but you solve the one in front of you first. Right. Or you're useless. Okay. And that's what she does all movie long. She solves the problem in front of her first to varying degrees. And I feel like... As best as she's able to. As best, exactly. (laughs) But I feel like at this point, I feel like Sarah knows she's going to die. I I think at the... I I feel like at this point, I think you're right. I, I, I did feel... She kind of like oh like I don't want to use the word necessarily gives up because at this point it's like because now like the 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 birth it's happening like yeah. we we are finally here like the baby she's like the baby is coming and like there there's there's nothing when the baby is coming <laughs> there is everything else is on pause <laughs> like yeah. nothing there's nothing else happening and and you know keep in mind she, and she does know that this is why the woman is here. Okay, you know, so it's just kind of like I I don't I like so I it's almost kind of like she gives up. She does. Yeah, I think I think she gives up. Which she already had. She had when she went to the bedroom and laid on the bed Mm. and put the gun down. And uh, I but you you think you're going to get a moment where there's something. There's some. She gets a she gets a little spark back and does something to Lafemme. But it's it's it, it, or or did she give up the second Lafemme told her that she was the other car? As soon as she found out she was the other driver, that all of a sudden it's like she retreated. I think that's where she gives up the fight. I don't know that that's where she gives up her life, but that's where no, she not, gives up her fight. That, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She makes it as far as the stairs. And I think that's very purposeful. Again, like she she was retreating either to the bedroom or the or the bathroom. I think the bathroom, and the only reason I say that is because the bathroom is bathed in white light, mm-hmm. so it's our sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And I think she's just trying to retreat, like go to the light, go to the light. Yeah, of course. She- maybe like in a in a place of comfort. Again, either you you can she could lay down in her bed, um, or you can also uh, try to get. I mean, I don't think there's enough time to run a bath, but. You can also, some people do the bath water yeah. birth where it's just a little bit more, you know, you know, it's possible that it would have been easier. Well, now we get to our moment in the movie, which confounds everyone, including myself. Hmm. So she's on the stairs. She's giving birth. La Femme comes. Uh, I'm here. I'm here. Very motherly. Mm-hmm. I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. It's going to be okay. It's yeah. going to be okay. She's not talking to Sarah. <laughs> no. Everybody thinks she's talking to Sarah. I don't think she's talking to Sarah. She she might be saying it just uh, maybe to keep Sarah calm. She's talking to the baby. Oh, and she takes that baby out. Mm, yes, she does. And there she... is a literal cascade of blood. Yes. that goes down these steps. Yep. <laughs> which I think was very purposeful. It looks like a red carpet. It does. It does. <laughs> it is. It is all the blood. It is all. <laughs> it is all it's the blood how of much France. Blood gets on the 
All of it. All of the blood. And it literally is just flowing down. And I'm like, merci. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. Magnifique. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And, and magnificent. Yeah. Oh, France. I'm kissing you on both cheeks, European style. Because mm-hmm. I love you so much. Oh, it's it's so good. And then we get that. Then, all right, Shannon, you got to help me out with this. Because I don't know the answer. Okay. I'm hoping that you can help me. You've been fucking Cracker Jack all podcast long. So, La Femme goes to the rocking chair. Which is very matronly. Yeah. And it's rocking the baby who's alive. Yeah. Because we hear the cry. We hear the crying, yeah. But, but, the, um, the, it's bathed in red light. What am I to make of that? Oh. The natural light in the house, or the, or at least the light that the filmmakers have chosen for this shot is from above down and it's bathed in red. Yes. Yeah, she, she definitely sits under a red light. Um. Okay, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you what I think. Oh, okay. They're not in the house anymore. Oh. And the baby didn't live. <laughs> you don't think anybody lived? I think if I'm going with my theory, which I'm sticking to for this viewing and this podcast, <laughs> that La Femme is a ghost. The baby is now a ghost. Okay. And they are in whatever hell, or or heaven. purgatory, or, or heaven, whatever. Yeah. That. La Femme is in. Because whatever they needed to do to get here, it's dark. Yeah, now, exactly. Now with the baby. And has left Sarah literally and figuratively empty. Because we get that shot of her exposed, empty womb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just empty. And that's that's what's going on. And, and, and the funny thing is, well, not funny, ha ha ha, but the interesting thing to me was that the shots of the blood coming down and and Sarah and the panning shot of going up the stairs and seeing all the carnage in the house is realistic right. and it's and it's shot in the colors and the lighting of what has been happening the whole movie long and then the scene of La Femme with the baby is this otherworldly shot okay and it gives you the sense that they're somewhere else okay i get it that the rocking chair was there in the house, yes. But it just gives this gives the sense of we're not we're not here anymore. Okay. And then the movie ends. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you're, you're up to it's up to you to figure out what uh what what went down afterwards. And I saw this movie in the city, and the movie ended, and it was dead silence. Yo yo. For the almost the entirety of the credits, and then when the house lights came on, it was almost as if it like shocked people back to their reality including myself and we all looked strangers amongst <laughs> us we all looked at each other and said what the fuck did we just watch what the fuck just happened here which has been my reaction to every french extremity movie that i've seen pretty much it ends and you're not you're not like i need a shower like a grindhouse no, and you're like, like you're I, like i'm not i'm not you're not sure how to feel. You want to unpack at first. it. You're yeah. like, there's so there was so much going on and so much that I need to, like, that was unsettling for my eyeballs. But you, but and I just speak for myself mm-hmm. and I think you as well. Yeah. That we leave these films and we're like, boy, that was that was a tough hang and that is definitely going to leave a mark. But man, that was time well spent. Yeah, for sure. You know, just like the the craft and the style. And the vision that these directors have, and the flow too, because this is like an hour and a half movie. I mean, it is. It's 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 a it's a tight. Oh yeah, you tight... know how I feel about that. We do. Yep. And yep. if you could tell everything like a perfect story, like to, to it was a it well was, done. What 
just well mm-hmm. done inside. Yeah. Oh my goodness! So I have a question for you. Oh, unless, unless, you're, unless you're done, I, I, don't, I, don't, no. I don't. I don't. No, no. Are you done? Keep it going. No, okay. I'm done. I'm okay. done. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> I love questions. So what's your take? Because we decided to uh, send us. We did, obviously decided to pick this movie because we consider it a holiday horror. It it, it takes place on Christmas. So sure it does. No, well, well, now what's your take on that decision? Of us picking the film for, or them no. setting it on Christmas? Because this could be set at, at any time. Oh, you know my, you know what I'm thinking. Oh, because I have one too. It's the birth of the baby Jesus. Oh, okay. If you're Catholic or Christian <laughs> or whatever they call it, I'm not very religious. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I think that it is a day that is very much entwined with birth. Okay. That's okay. my take. Okay. What do you got? Come on, so give that, me. that so that your answer's probably better. What? <laughs> <laughs> but what do <laughs> what do all of us kids, uh, uh, you know, or you know, big kids like like myself and you, yeah. um, <laughs> what do we want to do on Christmas Day? Oh shit! Open we presents. We want to rip open. Oh the shit! Presents. No, I like yours. Oh, I like yours so much. So she opened a present. Oh, I like it so much. That oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, she sure did. She sure did. She sure did. (laughs) If you could see his face. And what would you use the shears for if nothing other than to cut wrapping paper? Yes. Oh, I love it. Oh, Shannon, you just made my friggin' deal with that. (laughs) Or make those pretty curlers out of the ribbon. I almost want to put it on the... I want to go back in time (laughs) and sit in, learn French, and sit in on the marketing (laughs) meeting and be like, uh, je m'appelle Sean, that's all I know. (laughs) And just say... On the poster, we're putting "Open up the best present of all." <laughs> oh my god! Oh, you just blew my mind. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that, that like occurred to me because because I because um, knowing that it was a Christmas movie and remembering it and why we chose it oh, that for makes some me reason so happy. it was something I wanted. It, I did choose to focus on while I was watching it um, to prep for this uh, episode. And, you know, like, it, it, it's very, very slight, you know? So the it's very much about what was happening, you know, the riots going on, things like that. And even the scene with uh, the, the twat nurse. <laughs> <laughs> she may be the best part of you, the movie. <laughs> you, you, like, like, not really see much of a Christmas tree, but you see it, like, it's like just like a shimmer. So it's like, to me, it's like Christmas to, to her is barely existent. So I do like that scene. I think that's very purposeful. Yeah, I th- yeah. I like that scene too, because I'm like, you could tell. And there's literally nothing in her house. Kishana, look there at all other no... holiday horror. It's bathed in decorations. Yeah, and this one is not at all. Like, you God, almost man. kind of, that, that's why, like, when we you mentioned it, I was like, oh, I fucking forgot. So great. Yeah. Oh, I love it. You open presents. It's so glaring. It's so right there. I, I just love it. I love it. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say I'm going to rewatch this movie. I will not. It's you, French extremity. Right you got to take your time. You really you got to build up a couple of years mm-hmm. to kind of forget, mm-hmm. and then then you then mm-hmm. you hit it up again. That's why I watched a, a Hallmark movie afterwards. That was smart. I <laughs> was so smart. I watched Martyrs, <laughs> and I checked myself into Pilgrim State Psychiatric for two days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just got on a kick. I mean, I'm I'm going to definitely. I'll save it for when we do our month of the French extremity because it'll be fresh. And I think that's, yeah. that's, that's better. If I think if I watch them now, it will, it will like tamper, you know? Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure we'll, we'll dive back into it a little bit. I definitely want to do like other, you know, focus on the other films, I think, or, or obviously some of them. Can I ask but you? Wait, we'll, we'll, we'll dive in. I might have a different, 
Can I ask you? Yeah. All right, there, there's just um, just just a few of them, but all right. Uh, high tension, them, frontiers, inside. Of course, we did martyrs, irreversible. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen all of these, by the way. So I... Nor have I. Okay. Nor have I. But I would say that on this list, I think high tension comes in second for me. Okay. I really like that movie. Okay. It was the first um, French extremity I ever saw. That was the first one for me too. Okay. I would really, really like to do that. I'd really like to choose that one for... It might have been then this one and I think Frontiers and then Martyrs, I believe, is the order that I saw them in. Alright. We'll we'll hash out which ones, which four we want. Oh, wait. Should we make the announcement of our new scheduling or just surprise our listeners when we do it? Yeah, we could. I mean, we could do it now. That's okay. Why not? So, so, gang, you know, I think I'm hoping that you have witnessed the progression of our podcast from episode one, wrong turn, to what will be episode, I want to say, math. Uh, it's you, gonna, you know me in math. I think 17. I don't math. I think it's 17. Oh. I think we do 17 good to me. episodes, <laughs> and I'm hoping that you see that we're getting better. Shannon and I are committed to actually making it more of a professional podcast and less of a two jerks sitting in a basement and, and talking about trellises and, and giggling a lot. We're definitely still going to do that, but we're we're taking the time to actually prep and, and cultivate other opinions uh, through clips and do our research so that we can come to the table with a more informed opinion. So what we're going to be doing um, after the first of the year is we're going to do three episodes and take a two-week break, and then three episodes and take a two-week break. We're still going to be doing shortcuts. We'll still do shortcuts because we know you love it so much. <laughs> but this is going to give us a natural pause uh, so that we can do our prep work and and just make a for a better podcast going forward. So that's it. That's the plan. Yeah, pretty much. All right, uh, let's announce what we're doing, which you know I forgot. So, <laughs> what Did you? Uh, uh, is is it? Don't feed anyone after midnight. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't like that's not the title. I mean, but yeah. I knew it was one or the other, and I had a feeling it was. Oh, I'm so happy coming in, coming off the French extremity. I'm so had. happy we're doing Gremlins. Yeah, we're doing Gremlins. We're, doing gremlins. <laughs> we're, we're so doing Gremlins. Oh, that is a fucking Christmas movie. If I ever saw one. You team Mogwai or you team Spike? Mogwai. I'm team Spike. He's cute. Oh, we're gonna fight it oh, out. Oh, we're going to the Octagon. <laughs> And don't even think that we're not going to mention Gremlins 2 a little bit. Yeah. Oh, even though we're come st- on. We have to. <laughs> even though we're sticking in holiday horror. So, uh, gang, that's it. It's so great having you here. France. Oh, wait. Oh, my gosh. I have something special for France. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, crap. Okay. Uh, to our French listeners, which sinners, I know you're like, French listeners. What are you, nuts? We do we have, have them. French <laughs> listeners. We have French listeners. Merci. They are, um, second to the United States, they are our second most... Uh, rabid fan base oh so merci beaucoup merci beaucoup all right so i just wanted to say this to our french uh uh audience uh salut les parchels uh bienvenue de la coupe parcheras merci pour el nous demon welcome to our podcast thank you for listening that is hi sinners welcome to sinful cuts thank you for listening we love you Ah, I don't think it, it probably didn't sound anything like that in French. I apologize, <laughs> France, but well, it was, it was, a, it was a good effort though. We love At least you. I think so. I hope so. We love you. We love the support. We're going to do more French, uh, films. 
um, just because we love you so much. Yeah. And, and, we, and we would love, um, you know, besides the French Extremity films that we've already mentioned, please give us uh, suggestions. Oh, are you kidding me? Absolutely. I oh, love boy. suggestions. Guess what French movie we're going to be doing soon, because you and I are going to see it together with Maddie and hopefully Large and the crew. French Infestation Spider Movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's coming out oh, soon. Yeah. Oh, we're going to see that oh, movie yeah. and then we're going to oh, do yeah. it. Oh, yeah. We love you, France and your spiders. <laughs> So, uh, again, um, let's just do the socials real quick because we want our French listeners to know that you can absolutely email us at sinfulcuts at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. And please follow us on Instagram, which you have been doing, and but we'd love to see more of it, at cin.ful underscore c-u-t-s. And we're on YouTube, and we're on Spotify, and we're on iTunes, and we're on your computer through Acast. And we're on YouTube. Oh, and we're on YouTube. And YouTube seems to be, well, I don't want to... Pat, break my arm patting us on the back. <laughs> but people are loving us on YouTube and you don't even get to see our delicious faces yet. Yeah. <laughs> 2024, that is, that, that's the goal, is we're actually going to, to um, put this on video, mm-hmm. uh, the actual podcast. So if you thought you hated listening to us, boy, you're going to hate watching us. <laughs> well, maybe we'll just focus on Charlie then. <laughs> oh, you're going to love He's that. He's a sleepy puppy. All right, Shannon, I'm useless until you say those magic words. That's a cut. Yeah, viva la France. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.